0: Being same-sex attracted or involving yourself in same-sex relations and being delivered from it or turning away from it to give yourself over to someone who is stronger than your fleshly desires, it's not any different than being promiscuous as a heterosexual man or woman and being delivered or... You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to the traditional millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson, and per usual, we are diving right in. So today's topic, sexuality, is one of the, if not the most difficult conversations to have with someone outside of politics. Like you wanna know what's really in a person's heart, bring up these two topics. But, but I believe that this is the case, mainly because people don't really like for you to disagree with them on some level, but then everyone claims that people are entitled to their to their beliefs and their opinions. Like, I don't know, humans, we're so weird and like, we're so contradictory at times. Like we say we stand on certain ideals, but then we contradict ourselves when those ideals involve discussion with other people. So we're OK with differences of opinion as long as people don't state their opinion. Like we're just not right. But but this is a tough conversation and it's so controversial, but it has to be tackled, especially in the Christian community and especially amongst believers in the church. It does. We we can't ignore things because they're difficult. If we do, we'll never get anywhere, we'll never see things progress and we'll never see change. But there's also a way to have a conversation. People don't have to be angry and combative or defensive because when when you get that way, no one wants to talk to you. And that's on either side of the argument, whether you're arguing for or arguing against a point, people tend to shy away from people who become very, very angry and volatile. Because if you start to get all hostile and mean and malignant, then I would just rather not talk to you. But we're going to talk about this today. You know, I've been sitting on this episode for a while now, but I think God says it's time to discuss this. But I want to just ask you a question and maybe put some things on your mind as we begin to talk about sexuality. And I wanted to add form to the fact that how we view sexuality tells us a lot about how we view God. So just think about these things. If you believe in God, if you believe God created you, if you believe that God has all power, if you believe that God is all knowing, if you believe that God is constant, if you believe that God is fair, if you believe that God is not a liar, and if you believe that God's word is true, then do you believe that the God you say exists who created you has all power to do what he wants and wills, knows everything so he knows exactly what he's doing, He never changes. He does things fairly. He does not lie. And he has given us a true word. Do you believe that he would create you to be flawed in your sexuality? How could this God make a mistake? How could this God be fallible? Where did the discrepancy take place? Is it God or is it you? So you have to ask yourself that because how we define ourselves outside of how God created us tells us exactly how we feel about God. So all throughout the Old Testament and in, in the New Testament, in First Timothy, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, Corinthians and Revelation, they all tell us that sexual immorality and same sex relations are indeed an unnatural affection that defi- defies the way God created relationships to exist. But we also see in scripture how God sent his son to redeem us from the very thing that causes suffering to our relationship with him and that's sin. So let's talk about this. So there is an idea amongst Christians that same-sex attraction or same-sex relations that that is unforgivable. A lot of people say this and a lot of people believe that this is true, but that is not true. There is an unforgivable sin, but outside of those things, there is nothing too bad for God to forgive. Being same sex attracted or involving yourself in same sex relations and being delivered from it or turning away from it to give yourself over to someone who is stronger than your fleshly desires. It's not any different than being promiscuous as a heterosexual man or woman and being delivered or having strong predilections to lying and stealing or cheating on your spouse and allowing God to cleanse your heart and change your posture towards him to give him the keys to your life so that he can drive because you don't because you don't trust yourself behind the wheel but there's also this idea that god condones same sex relations because of the mindset that tells people that god made them that way so let's go back to the beginning y'all know we got to start at the beginning so when god created adam and eve He created them with choice, but the original design was for man to be with a woman and a woman to be with a man as husband and wife. So after the fall of man and his choice to be disobedient to God, sin entered the world through mankind. But because of the disobedient, sinful heart of Adam, we were now capable and we are now capable of sinful acts because of what is in us through the sin of Adam. But even in Adam's disobedience, God didn't take our free will away from us. So we can either choose to cast down the things of our flesh that go against God's will through the Holy Spirit, or we can entertain and give liveliness to those things and carry them out in our body. But no matter what choice we make, it still holds true that anything outside of the will of God is sin. It's sin because it goes against the standards and the rules and regulations of the Creator. So it's just like a job. So when you're hired, you're given a handbook or, or you're given, you know, a, a manual with policies and procedures in it. But you train on certain processes and you're given expectations. So anything you do now outside of those expectations is a fault against you because it goes against the company that hired you that made the rules to begin with. And, and, and you chose to work for this company. So you're obligated to abide by the company rules. Otherwise, you can just quit or you can subject yourself to to the um, possible consequences and and the reprimands of not doing what you're supposed to do. So when we give God the keys to our lives or when we say that we want to live for the Lord, that's not any different than having a designated driver. So, so if you're out with a friend and you have too many drinks, and no, I'm not condoning drinking. here, it's just an example. But, But you know the state that you're in and how dangerous it can be for you to get behind the wheel. So you give your friend the keys because you know that they can get you both home safely. You trust them to get you to safety because you can't trust yourself. So it's the same way with turning our lives over to God. What we think we want is an idea that is derived from the very flesh or the very sinful, depraved mind that needs to die in order for, for us to surrender our will or our desires and our wants to God so that he can always be the one to overrule that sinful, depraved mind through the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was listening to a conversation someone someone was having with another person the other day, and one of the people was saying how her daughter was a teenager and didn't want to date. I think she was fifteen. So first of all, I don't see what's wrong with that, and why would you want to push your fifteen year old on someone if they don't want to be involved with anyone like that? Like that really doesn't didn't make sense to me. But but some someone else made the comment, "Well, you have you thought that maybe she's attracted to girls?" Mm. So my question is this. Just because someone doesn't want to date the opposite sex doesn't mean that they are attracted to the same sex. No, it doesn't. First, they just might not like anyone at the time. Have we considered this? (laughs) Second, God can be working in anyone at any age. So the goal should be to develop our children how God sees fit and according to what God has put in them. And he might just be sanctifying her for his use, even at an early age. It's not impossible. We see it all throughout scripture. But but now there is a possibility that she might be struggling with this. And that's when, just like I said before, we have to know that we have to be given over to a power stronger than ours and stronger than our sinful nature so that deliverance or a change of direction and devotion can take place. So now if our sexuality is being challenged, am I saying that this desire will just go away overnight? I don't know. That's totally dependent upon that person and the extent of surrender of that person to allow the power of God to do what that person will allow and surrender themselves to. But for some, there may have to be a persistent resistance in their mind of the very thing they want to do. But through continued resistance and allowance of the Holy Spirit to work in them, a fortress can be formed around their heart and their mind to allow resilience and strength to eventually set them free of the desire altogether. But they have to continue to allow the Holy Spirit in them to keep them from carrying out the thing that is coming against them in their flesh that might continue to come. But they have to allow the Holy Spirit to keep them and to operate in them so that they don't do what they are tempted to do in their mind. So the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. So, so that goes for anything that comes from a dark place, because if it doesn't come from God, then it comes from a dark place. So if we continue to resist, there will be a fleeting of the very thing we thought we would struggle with for the rest of our lives. Uh, we were, I was having a conversation with my family about this, and my mom had made a good point about our willingness to overcome any type of struggle with anything. She said, the more it comes at you and the more you resist, the easier it will be eventually to overcome. So after a while, that struggle won't be a struggle anymore because you have been able to fight off the attack to the point of full resistance, which all of this, all this does is speaks to the power of God through the Holy Spirit because of the sacrifice of Christ that Paul talked about in Romans. We have to be aware that if we are professing Christians, then we can't live our lives in view of our own interests and our own desires, but we have to live them according to God's view and God's word. Now, people in the world, this is what they do. But we can't claim ourselves to be attached to the body of Christ and dismiss the things that God has called us away from. You know, a lot of times the reason why we aren't able to overcome the works of the flesh or our flesh is because we have made ourselves, we've made our jobs, money. In this case, we've made our attractions and our ungodly affections our idols. And so when God doesn't just take those desires away, which came factory installed in us when Adam fell. That we feed into instead of fighting not to act upon But when god doesn't take these desires away immediately We then assume that god isn't as powerful as people claim or he isn't as powerful as that idol And so then we turn to that idol and we give the idol power instead of letting god operate with the power He already has So look if we want to live for the lord We have to be willing to concede to this power because we accept the change that comes with being in the family of God. In Christ, we aren't just halfway converted. We are fully changed. Our minds are fully transformed because in God, all things are made new. So my new mind or the spirit that influences and guides me, it was not always there. I got it when I received and confessed. So now my old mind still exists, but my life source, my inspiration comes from my new mind that being in Christ gives. God doesn't literally take our old minds out of our bodies and throw it away. Doesn't work like that, but he does put himself, which is all the power we need. He puts himself in us to override the functionality and the expressions of our old mind. God just loves us enough to give us a way out of whatever it is that keeps us from serving him the way that we should. So just because you're a man who's not attracted to a woman doesn't mean that you're supposed to be with a man and vice versa It just means that like all of us There is something that you need to be delivered from in order to serve the god You say you put your trust and belief in and it also says that your attraction Maybe should be pointed towards not maybe it should be pointed towards god And your full attention should be on god to please him so that you can continue to cast down those thoughts and those desires Look it 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 it's one thing to be tempted with certain attractions, but it's another to carrying them out. And the Holy Spirit is there to deliver you from doing the things that aren't pleasing to God. So we have to remember that sin is sin, and we have all been guilty. But then there's grace that says, although you are guilty, if you go to the Father. He, through his son, has already declared you innocent and washed you clean of your sinfulness so that you can live a life pleasing to him. I want to leave y'all with this quote from J.C. Ryle. It says, Beware of manufacturing a God of your own, a God who is all mercy, but not just a God who is all love, but not holy, a God who has a heaven for everybody, but a hell for none. A God who can allow good and bad to be side by side in time, but will make no distinction between good and broad in eternity. Such a God is an idol of your own, as truly an idol as any snake or crocodile in an Egyptian temple. The hands of your own fancy and sentimentality have made him. He is not the God of the Bible. And beside the God of the Bible, there is no God at all. All right, y'all. That's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I hope this blesses you and I hope it encourages you. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music and also on Twitter at IMBD Music. You know, I would love to hear from you again. Thanks for hanging out with me today on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gap.